0: Calling all baby faces and heels alike. Welcome to the Working Fans Podcast, your place for all things comedy, combat, and wrestling. Reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Working Fans Podcast, or you can email us at Working Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. If you're an audio listener, we encourage you to check out our YouTube. Wherever you listen, please make sure you like, rate, review, and subscribe. But for now, please enjoy this episode of the Working Fans Podcast.
1: We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F O U R, the number's 82 Designs. 482 Designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F O U R 82 Designs at F O U R 82 Designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, go to four82 designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs.
2: First off, if the light years look better than our first one. Also, the survived the washer and dryer, they look good, and they're good quality
1: nice and those stickers before paco chewed them up were amazing and luckily we'll be getting some more in hopefully before we start selling them to fans but that's f-o-u-r-8-2 designs
2: all right everybody it's the combat cast your favorite combat cast it is the man called dave and chevy and chevy let's kick it off and like you do tell everybody what we got coming up
0: All right, we got coming up November 6th, we're going to do a preview for UFC 268. That's going to be Usman versus Covington 2. And we're going to talk a little bit about the Caleb Plant and Canelo Alvarez fight. And then on November 13th, we're going to be talking about UFC Fight Night Holloway versus Yair Rodriguez, which I'm super excited for. Giant fan of both guys.
2: I was going to cut you off right there before you finish that last one. I'm so excited for
0: that. Go ahead. And then uh, <laughs> November twentieth, we're going to be doing the UFC Fight Night: Kitlin Vieira and Misha Tate, which I'm excited to see Misha Tate fight again. So,
2: yeah, me too. Not as excited for that fight as Holloway Rodriguez, but hopefully
0: that card rounds out a little bit more too. It's it hasn't filled up all the way, so we yeah. still could get some good some well, good. We might maybe summer, we'll throw
2: hopefully. some like uh, we had such like a positive review from our boxing talk last week. We might be doing some little like maybe a five three one boxing one on that show. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and just one more thing on top of the box, and real ironic, because last week we talked all about heavyweights and Muhammad Ali. I was not aware of this, but on the Shakur Stevenson versus Jamal Harrod card this weekend, which Shakur Stevenson won his second world title in a second weight class, on the undercard, Nico Walsh Ali, the grandson of Muhammad Ali, became 2-0, kicking off his boxing career. Pretty cool, man. I didn't know we were going to get more of Ali's, you know, bloodline out here. But uh, Yeah, keep it know. coming. Absolutely. And, you know, we're kind of mostly MMA in this podcast, but all the boxing talk last week's got me a little excited. So maybe that's something we'll be mixing in a little more as we evolve and time goes on.
0: Boxing has been getting more exciting or better storylines and stuff lately, so.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I think you were telling me <clears throat> that Shakar Stevenson who just won is looking to fight Dante Davis at some point, too. So,
0: Yeah, right, I think a little bit further down
2: the line, but that yeah. a firework fight, yeah. Now, we had some UFC this past weekend. Paul Costa Marvin Vittori, Marvin won the fight by decision. I didn't actually get to watch a lot of this card, so you can fill me in on some stuff, but what I thought was interesting obviously was all the lead-up into this. The fact this fight ended up at, light heavyweight, and I'll let you tell us a little bit... I have a couple ideas for some matchmaking I want to put out there. Mm -hmm. But first, why don't you tell me a little bit about this fight and maybe some other stuff you want to bring up from this card.
0: So, Costa came to fight week and was not prepared to cut weight. He was 211 or something like that pounds for a 185 fight. He was never going to cut that weight. He's had issues cutting the weight before. He's very big. So... He said he wanted to do a catchweight fight at 195 or something like that. Historically speaking, when a fighter, if your opponent misses weight, you're at a disadvantage. Statistically, you're going to lose a fight. So it was brave and, you know, courageous, you want to call it. You know, we're all thankful for Marvin Vittori for taking that fight. He ended up taking it an entire weight class up, which... Between middleweight and light heavyweight it is very large, so it's 205 pounds. I don't know if Marvin has any fights at light heavyweight, but he looked great in this fight. Mm. It was pretty close fight. Costa landed some really big shots, and I thought that Marvin's chin was amazing. Very impressive. And but overall he had volume and octagon control for sure. Costa was super tired early on. Mm. and that wore on him all the way through the fight. He had a good fifth round, but he got beat up almost the whole fight. For some reason, his corner thought that he won, and of course, you know, he had, (coughs) I'm all upset at the end of the fight. Um, Even with the eye poke. So he poked Vittori in the eye, and they took a point away. Mm. I thought it was justified. I saw that DC was saying that maybe that was a little too aggressive, but I know that referees are getting stricter about these things fighters are warned in the locker rooms before fights that you know you can't be kicking people in the groin or kneeing them in the head or poking them in the eye so that that's your warning they change the course of the fight after that you know some Mm -hmm. of these things you can't fully recover from they give you five minutes but you know you could be blinking that out for Sure. A month after the fight. So I think a uh, point is justified going forward with these kinds of things. DC didn't agree. I mean, he's been poked in the eye mm-hmm. in fights. And he's, he's done, done the poking. poking yeah, yeah, so a... don't agree with him on this one. But overall, it was a good fight. Marvin definitely won. And I also liked after the fight. So he was very professional in the entire lead up with Costa being as unprofessional as any fighter in the UFC I've ever seen. So Marvin was very professional. He said he just wanted to get in there and punish Costa, which he did. And then he asked what he wanted to do next by Bisping, He said he just wants to fight the best guys. He didn't call out Izzy or say, you know, I won that fight, which, you know, he had been saying before. I think that he, he maybe made a turn towards a face. I think he gained a lot of fans from this fight. Costa helped him out, but he took advantage of it. i have a, to
2: see his next fight. I'm interested in something he said, too. I, I thought he would have a good point. Costa said the issue he had with the weight was his bicep injury. And Marvin was like, what does that even have to do with anything? You still He's still got like, legs. You, you're right. He's like, the one thing you can do is cut weight. He's one, yeah. the one thing you'll be able to do. He says, you know, it's like he didn't want to cut weight. It's like, you know, you could say you had trouble with your striking because of your bicep injury, but that wasn't the case. Like, you know, like he said he had an issue making weight. So I think Costa figured, I think Costa maybe had some kind of issue going into this, and he figured the way to victory would be is just don't cut weight. Or maybe he's just having trouble getting motivated after what happened to him with Bender. you know? At times, Costa's a guy who's had trouble with making weight before, and he's got a lot of power. And I do sometimes question, is he one of those guys who's talented but doesn't really want to put the work in?
0: He looked good at 205. But, so he looked good during the fight, and I think that he would do well at light heavyweight. Mm-hmm. We're going to find out because Dana said he all his fights going forward are going to be at 205. So I think he'll be fine at that weight class.
2: I want to throw a couple fights out here, potential for the future. Costa possibly going to light heavyweight. We're going to go a top 15 type guy, top 10 maybe, I think. I like Johnny Walker maybe as a potential opponent. Slugfest, both guys like to come forward. If we're going to try to push him a little farther than that, I don't think we should do that right away given he just had weight issues. I think Walker's a good opponent, but hypothetically, let's say, you know, we're in the mood to push him a little further, see if we get some star. Then I think Tiago Santos would be the other guy. A little bit bigger of a name, hits hard, experience, tough as hell first fight for you at light heavyweight. I like that. I'll get your words on that, but i also throw this out for Marvin. I think he's got to fight Jared Kanye or Derek Brunson next. When you're looking at these rankings, Marvin's two, they're three and four, respectively. They might be fighting next with the winner, fighting Whitaker and Stylebender. So if that's the case, he could always punch down. I believe Hermanson is right below him, but Marvin does hold a victory over him. Mm-hmm. So I would think Sean Strickland, who's coming in at seven and having some wins, might be a potential opponent for him. And Marvin knows after losing to Stylebender, like, he might have to probably take a fight beneath him in the rankings. So I think mm-hmm. that's another possibility. But anyway, those are my, some of what I'm thinking.
0: I like all those matchups. As far as Costa... I'd like to see him fight Cudalabre, Ian uh, mm. Cudalabre. I think that because of their styles, that was, yeah. and both of them have great chins and power. I think that would be a great fight for the fans. I'd like to see that one.
2: That would be a good fight. Anything else you want to comment on this far from
0: No, I we just to go back to the refing. I think there were three point deductions. Mm. And I think one was a low blow or one was a knee to the head in the Bruce Leroy fight. Shout out Bruce Leroy got the victory. Yeah. And then eye pokes and maybe a groin strike. I think it was eye pokes. But. So good on the refs. Yeah,
2: I, I like to see that happening. Yeah. Well, we got a big card this weekend UFC 267. You know, before we get into that, why don't we, you know, because we know we're going to talk about that. Why don't we talk a little PFL finals here first? Okay. You know, you sent me some fights Julia Bud, Caitlin Young. Now, that's not a championship final, right? Because this is one of Bud's first fights. Correct. Yeah. It's
0: just on the card. It's not for a championship because she fights at lightweight, which is Kayla Harrison's weight class.
2: Right. Now, Bud has has beaten. Like every big name, not name, cyborg, Nunez, and right. right like yeah. So I would think this is gonna be a showcase fight for her, would be my her guess. Her opponent
0: is 12, 11, and, and one. one. So I'm looking guess. at that, yeah. This will be a showcase fight for Julia Budd.
2: Yes. And then we got Chris Wade against Hyla bulev
0: Kai Kai bulev. Yes, that Kai Bulev is the fighter who be my favorite PFL fighter. Not named Roy McDonald, Brandon Lachnane. So he wrestled him. He's undefeated. Chris Wade is. Former UFC fighter. Yeah. He's pretty dangerous and well rounded, but I think the wrestling of of Kalibrev, I I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's very Russian.
2: There's a lot of Uh, Russians on this card. Yes,
0: but he's undefeated. (laughs) I think his wrestling's going to get it done. I did notice that Brandon Lachnane flew all the way to Miami. And cut weight in case somebody can't make it to this fight. I I mm. saw that the airline lost his bag and he didn't have a bag and all his weight cutting materials and all that for three days. But he is ready mm. if uh, he's called upon on Friday. Yeah,
2: yeah. I gotta go with a man's name. I believe that we're having trouble announcing because this, I looked at the records of these two going in here, and yeah. I forget. He's on quite a winning streak. So I don't see this going good for Mr. Wade. Then we got another fight. Not a title fight, but boxing standout. Carissa Shields, Golden Gloves. She's 1-0 in MMA. I think she's 11-0 and as a professional boxer. But 1-0 in MMA. She won her last fight. She finished her opponent in round three. But I think it was a fight she was struggling a little bit with the wrestling and stuff. Her opponent here is 2-0. One finish, one decision. So it's a basically... It looks like they picked up somebody with a decent record, but it's always hard to tell with these one and and 0 You don't know. My guess is the PFL is going to try to showcase Shields and give her a fight that she can probably win, take the boxing motto, or we're going to try to build her up, especially after... And I, I'm going to guess that maybe... Again, I haven't seen much about Abigail Montes here, but I, I'm going to guess that he's probably a striker and likes to bring it. You know, that's... You know, maybe she'll try to wrestle her. We'll see, but... I'm going to guess that we're putting Shields in a position to win here.
0: So they gave Shields some jiu-jitsu girl the first fight, but mm. she had a salty record. She had a losing record. so right. She had a lot of fights, but there were a lot of losses. Mm. So uh, I thought that was a good challenge. Like you said, she did struggle in the fight until the third round where she did eventually land some shots on her opponent. The problem is... I watched that fight and she had nothing to offer on the ground. So hopefully yeah. she realized that in her previous fight, brought that into her training camp for this fight and worked hard at just, you know, takedown defense and getting up from takedowns. Mm-hmm. If she can do that, she can win every fight. Yeah. So I'm excited to see her fight again
2: though. Yeah. We got Ray Cooper the 3rd, guy's coming off a win over Roy McDonald, your favorite against another Russian, Magam Runoff.
0: It's Magomed Mago yeah. His mm-hmm. name is Magomed Magomeg Karimov.
2: And this guy actually holds a victory over Ray Cooper, I believe, too. We're also right. Yeah. And so he's, he's got been... like what, twelve wins in a row or something like that.
0: He yeah, he's one of those Russian Dagestani yeah. wrestler type fellows.
2: So Ray Cooper's got his work cut out for him.
0: So I noticed that Ray Cooper was a plus one eighty, which is basically a pick'em. Yeah. The thing about Ray Cooper is he also has very good wrestling, albeit it's not Dagestanian wrestling, but he's so powerful with his punches. I'm hoping, and, and I think that this will happen, that he's going to have just enough takedown defense to keep it standing long enough for him to knock this Magomed Karov guy out. So that's what I'm going with for this weekend. Let's see. I'm sorry. This weekend, the fight is Wednesday. So by the time you guys are hearing this, right. these fights have already happened.
2: Yeah, and we'll have to record yeah, in the bag too. We'll have our next week's recording. So we won't, we, you'll know what we know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The last thing we want to talk about the PFL, Kayla Harrison. This is the finals, lightweight. Again, Tara Garaldo. Man, Kayla Harrison's a beast. She's won every fight that she's been in there. Something like 11-0, 12-0. Mm-hmm. I think she's got... Nine, ten finishes out of that, too. I don't see her getting stopped now. Like, this woman is, I think, determined to fight out for contract and maybe be a player in the UFC or maybe uh, Bellator or somewhere else. I think she's going to want to make waves and get some big fights.
0: Yeah, again, looking at the betting lines, Taylor Garardo is plus two, <laughs> 2,200, which right. is the – that's a boxing – betting line kayla harrison is 6500 i not even in an amanda nunes fight have i seen a <laughs> you know underdog you know a, such a discrepancy no i mean i guess if you have a lot of money to burn you could spend money on gerardo and hope she pulls something out and you get a big finish or a big payout But it's not going to happen. Kayla's going to do exactly what she always does. Come out aggressive, take her down, beat her up, and you can't stop her.
2: Well, I think you're right. We're going to find out. But, yeah, I definitely. That would
0: be the biggest upset.
2: Of all time. Yeah.
0: In in combat sports, I think. Yeah.
2: But let's talk about UFC 267, which will be happening the day that this drops. All right. We're going to go work a little undercard here first. I got Jingling versus Hazmat Shamarov. This is a really good fight for Hosmont coming back, I think, and it's a great test too. One thing about Jingle Lang is like he likes to bring it in his fights. If you look at it, I think he's got like, oh man, like two performances of the nights and like four fights of the nights. The guy loves to come forward. Mm -hmm. Now, Hosmont was killing it at welterweight and middleweight. He was on the fast track to. You know, they're talking, all right, this guy was going to possibly be a multiple-weight class champion. Like, he was talking a big game, huge hype train. This guy got COVID in the worst fucking way. Tons, tons of, you know, issues afterwards. He was talking about
0: retiring. Then. Yes. It was so bad.
2: Now, so if I'm going to go based off prior performances, and we'll assume that Hazmat is back, we don't know that. But based if like can I would have him winning this fight. I would have him finishing like in round two because he's got a decent chin, and I think he would hang in there. But Hazmov, I think, based on the performances we saw before, I think would put it on him, take him out. He's the more skilled fighter. That being said, the giant X factor is we have no idea what Hazmat's going to look like when he gets in there. And this is a guy that was starting to get tested. So still, there was a lot of questions anyway, but now there's just a ton of questions. So... It's very interesting. They're really not going to know until we get in there, but I'll give the guy the benefit of the doubt. And then we're going to go, and he's going to be back where he needs to be, and I'll say he gets it done round two.
0: I'm going to say Kamaev by knockout because of the reasons that you said, matchup-wise, Jingling, Jingling is always just going to walk forward. He's not afraid to get into a brawl, and I don't think that Hazmat is going to have to worry about his cardio. And I think that might be why they set this match up so he can get another first or second round finish. doesn't have to get into that deep water can get a little bit of confidence, another fight under his belt before, you know, he really has to rely on those lungs again, as far as, you know, ring rust, I think he's had multiple fights since Jingling's last fight. So Mm. he's not very active you know, especially since COVID Hazmat has had more fights recently. So I'm still going to hmm. go with him. He may, we might, may, may not see the best of him, but I still seeing him getting a first or second round knockout.
2: All right. I agree with that. All right. We got um Makovic versus Dan Hooker. Great fight. Um, great fight. Man, Islam is just running through people right now. Hooker has had the tougher competition though. You know he's been in there with the Poiriers and the he's Michael Chandler. The best. He's fought the best. Yeah, he, he put some wrestling in his last fight too. I'm going, which say was I'm, only
0: a month ago too. He, month he fought ago, last yeah. month. Yeah, he is a last minute
2: replacement for RDA who was injured. Yeah, I think you know I had Islam by decision when I wrote this. I don't know. The more I think about, it, I keep going back and forth on this one. I think if Hooker's got good enough wrestling just to keep it standing. Hooker's the better striker, so I don't know. It could go either way. I'm gonna go Hooker, late round stoppage, TKO round three.
0: All right. so first of all, Dan Hooker is a monster. Mad respect to him for not only taking a fight against Islam, but short notice. Nobody wants to fight this guy, and he said he'll do it on short notice. So respect to Dan Hooker, as always. Always respect him, but Super, super big balls on this guy right now. Mm. As far as how the fight's going to play out, Islam's wrestling is so good. I think he's fallen in love with the striking a bit, though. And as Dan Hooker's wrestling did look good against Nazirac, he's not a wrestler. So, I don't know if it would stand up to Islam if it came down to Islam just going for takedowns. I don't think that is what's going to happen. I think they're going to end up doing a Bit of stand up. Dan hurts him on the feet, and then when Islam comes in for a takedown, when he's hurt, Dan Hooker is the best with (coughs) the knees up the middle. So I think he catches Islam with a knee and finishes him after
2: that. I'm gonna say round three, probably not until later in the fight. Okay, one fight. I think we didn't. I was looking at uh, some places had on their notes. I don't know if it's gonna be a main card fight because it's. That's a five-fight usually card, but they had six fights I saw listed. And one fight we didn't talk about was Vulcan Oldzmir, versus Enkolaev, I believe his name Ankhilav, is. Enkolaev, yeah. Enkolaev, yeah. What I found interesting about this, almost similar, like Oldzmir, like hookers, had the tougher fights. But Magomedov here.
0: Yeah, they're throwing Oldzmir. They're doing him no favors in the UFC
2: right Dude, now. Magomedov, he is... He's 15-1. and one, And... He's won his last like six fights in the UFC. but the fight he lost was to Paul Craig with one second left in the third round of a fight he was winning and he got caught in a submission. Yeah. This guy might be a sleeper. I think he's gonna get it done against Oldsmere, because I think you're right. I don't think to will do him any favors. Because of all t- I think this guy's undefeated, basically. Now might as Oldsmere well will might will test his chin. Oldsmere can hit, so but I'll I'll pick this guy at least by decision. so.
0: Yeah, I think he's going to grind him out, hold him down the way that DC did in the title match a few years back. Maybe decision, maybe ground and pound TKO. Mm.
2: Now, the fight I think you're probably most looking forward to. (laughs) Corey Sanhagen, who you love. I agree. Guy can do it all. Peter Jan, possibly fighting tonight here. Jan likes to bring it. And so far, nobody's been able to stop him. The DQ loss, to Aljo Aljo yeah I mean yeah it's an unfortunate thing that happened but we're talking about just skill other than a mental error here like this guy has no one's been able to really hurt him you know for a long time and keep him down he beat up Aldo Jose Aldo like he looks super impressive that being said stylistically Sanhagen taller can do it all it can you know come at you with flying knees spinning elbows great submission I think this is Jan's biggest test I think Corey continues to improve, and I I don't know who the favorite here is. I'm guessing it's John, but I I like John. Yeah, I like Sandhagen. I had a feeling you might pick him, but I I gotta if you if you are, I gotta agree because there's something about the way he fights going in this fight, and I think the height and the reach difference here that I am just really I, I think you could argue Sandhagen beat Dillashaw. I'm not saying he did. I love Dillashaw. It was a close competitor. It was a close fight, fight, yeah. Yeah, but you could argue that. And I think those two put on such a performance that those two might be the best in the division. We're going to find out. This is going to be a good one. I'm going to go Sanhagen. This is for the interim belt. So it's a five-round fight. I've been picking a lot of late stoppages. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to go round four. I would say we're going to get like a flying knee. And this is going to be like a TKO. Maybe a submission, but yeah.
0: I agree. I think that we're... Going to see both of these guys bring it to a new level because this is the highest competition that they faced outside of even, I would say, even with Corey and TJ. That was TJ's first fight back that was not the vintage TJ that we used to see. Although he looked good, he was not vintage TJ. I think he has another level to his game. And it, it might just be that, you know, it was a tough matchup against Sandhagen. But with this fight, I think. You're gonna see P- Peter Jan push forward aggressive, pressure fighting, trying to be in and out of Corey's kicking range. So Jan's boxing is very good. I'd like to see Corey keep him at distance with a push kick, or you know, try to keep him from coming forward with his long jabs. And when I like you said, when Peter does get in close. Corey could go for a takedown, get on his back, or just go for that knee up the middle, Dan Hooker style. You know, Sandigan has flying knee stoppages over, you know, Frankie, right? So, yeah, I could see that happening. I agree. Probably fourth round. Jan has a good chance. He's going to have to get touched up a bit before he gets knocked out, I think. I'm thinking submission, though, probably. I, I think they wear each other out. Goes to some sort of scramble and somebody gets knocked down, maybe. And Corey gets a hold of his neck and wraps him up.
2: And before we talk about the main event, I I want to tell the fans this too because we've talked about this. This is a Saturday 2 p.m. card, to folks. That's right. And
0: it's free on ESPN Plus. Yeah.
2: Oh, man. I got that big personal family thing I'm doing. uh, Ah. Uh, oh, yeah, man, tell him a, put
0: that put that on in the corner while you're. Yeah,
2: I think I will, I will. I will. I will. Oh uh, well, main event Glover Teixeira getting a shot at the title man against Jan blockowitz Jan, yeah, it's interesting about Dan. I was thinking about this. To me, uh, you look at him. Okay, he's the favorite, right? He just, you know, he's the light heavyweight champ. He just beat Stylebender and who's the middleweight champ? Weight class down. But what's very interesting about this is like Style a weight class below him, right? He's much bigger. He put some weight on him for that. He beat Dominic Reyes, and Dominic Reyes had almost beat John Jones. But Reyes has had a couple of losses recently, and Jones is still got to call him the GOAT because he hasn't lost or anything. But if you look at his last several fights, how much he's struggled with some of these guys, I wonder if this fight isn't closer than what it appears. Glover, you know, like when he was getting ready to fight Anthony Smith that one time, a few fights back, I thought, oh man, the way Smith had been forming, he's got to put it on him. Nah, no, just the opposite. Glover got rocked a couple times, but then he ended up, like, he knocked out his teeth, you know? Like, it was just, it was, it's incredible. Glover has been, uh, I think, in the UFC since, like, 2012. And here he is fighting for the title. He was uh, doing a, it a
0: long time before 2005 He was he, he, he just was, yeah. couldn't get to the U.S., yeah.
2: Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great story, man. We've met this guy once briefly, like, at Mohegan Sun. He was just hanging around. He's your average Joe.
0: Trains, uh, trains in Connecticut, too.
2: Yeah, super good dude. You want to root for him. I am rooting for him. So he's got an interesting chin, too. People don't talk about this a lot. Like, people are talk about, oh, this guy's got a hell of a chin, or this guy's chin is glass. I don't know how you describe Glover's chin. Because he gets knocked down in a lot of fights, but he doesn't usually get finished. Yes. So he's durable as fuck, but he puts himself in situations that they could call a stoppage. I'm going to favor Jan. My mind, this is my mind. My heart is going for Glover here all the way. But my brain is telling me Jan get, is going to get it done with the Polish power, and he most likely will catch him early, and he's, he's going to put Glover in that position. And I'm going to say it's going to do it in the first couple of rounds. That being said, despite Glover's age... I'm going to say the later this fight goes, round four, round five, especially with Grover's jujitsu. I think he's just so awesome. And Glover is also really good, almost, I don't want to say Floyd Mayweather, but he's really good in these fights where he's getting beat up sometimes. He starts to figure out the style of his opponent, and he adjusts. So that being said, if this fight goes to round four or five, and Glover has a shot, I think that's where he's going to make his move late. I think he'll probably have to get a finish. Something tells me, and it would be like maybe a submission or a TKO. But um, I, I hope Glover can pull it off. But, uh, yeah, my brain is telling me this might be closer than we think, but I got I got Jan, round two.
0: It's funny. We didn't talk about this fight at all before we started this podcast. Nope. I could not agree with what you said <sighs> anymore. I agree with everything you just mm. said, I down to Jan's going to hurt him early. Glover's going to be on his hands and knees with his head down, swinging for his legs. He's going to get a hold of his leg and survive. Eventually, you know, maybe even on the feet he could hurt Jan. Once Jan gets a little confidence going, maybe a little too confident, Glover hurts him on the feet. I assume he finishes him on the ground and gets his back late in the fight, like you said. Even though he's older, he's never looked better. I mean, what he did to Anthony Smith is amazing. Mm. Couldn't happen to a better guy. So I'm really hoping that he wins and, and I see him winning. Jan is great. He's a good champion. But like you said, you know, this fight might actually be closer than everyone's thinking.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, because like, I, I think the Jones thing is such an X factor that, you know, like people are looking at, it like, oh man, this guy beat Reyes and Reyes. But it's like, you know, Reyes has had some And I, I just feel like, you know, Tiago Santos arguably almost beat John Jones, too. I'm not I'm saying that, folks, like, oh, no. And Jones won the fight, but I mean, like, these were competitive fights. And this the Reyes one, fight.
0: you could argue that Raz won that fight.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it is closer than we think. I do worry about. Like, at least most, Glover puts himself in bad positions early on. He gets caught. And it's, it's almost like his chin isn't the greatest, but he's just so damn durable. He just refuses,
0: yeah. His willpower yeah. to not go unconscious is impressive.
2: I'm looking this up now. Yeah, Reyes lost another fight after that, too. Um, but that guy's a prospect as fuck. Uh, Prochaska?
0: Yeah, so, Yuri Prochaska. yeah, Yuri. Yeah. He is making weight for this fight. As well, the same as Brandon name in case somebody can't make weight, he can step in. So he's going to be the alternate for this fight. Yeah. He's the, uh, I don't know where he's from, Poland or something, Polish Samurai or something like that. But hes he'll be champ at some point, I think. That guy's crazy.
2: And another thing, too, we talked about Glover's win over Smith. After that, Tiago Santos, rear naked choke, too. Another guy who fought Jones in a competitive fight. Now, again, but, um, you know, Here's another, you know, asterisk with that. Santos was coming off a long injury too, so there's a lot of what ifs, especially on this card. It's going to make it interesting. But I don't know, guys. Fun night of fights. It's not even a night. It's two thirty in the afternoon. ESPN oh, love Plus. It. Yeah, so it's great for us East Coast fans. West Coast, man. You guys are waking up in the morning, and having some breakfast probably, and checking this out. Well, I, anything else you want to do what is with that outro on that Twitch channel? <laughs> yeah,
0: all right. So, no, see, November 6th, we're going to be previewing UFC 268. That's Usman versus Covington 2. And we're going to talk about Caleb Plant and Canelo Alvarez's fight. And November 13th, we're going to do UFC Fight Night Holloway versus Rodriguez, two of my favorite fighters. Then November 20th, we're going to be previewing the UFC Fight Night Kitlin Vieira and Misha Tate. So, We'll be doing those. You guys can check me out on Twitch. I'm Cheva Rooney on Twitch. One word. Stop on by.
2: Stop on by. Say hi. All right. I think that'll do it. We'll be back.
0: Continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week.